being declared a horrible, ruthless murderer and thrown behind bars is that everyone will bully you like you're the weakling at recess, even a hollow-voiced, plastic-faced television journalist. What about your DNA? How do you explain your DNA on the kitchen knife? How do you live with yourself, knowing that so many people around the world are convinced of your guilt? How do I explain it? I asked back. It was my house. I often used that knife. I did the cooking. Why should I have to explain anyway if I didn't do anything? Let the district attorney explain it. I know I didn't do it. You mean in your heart. You know you're innocent. What does that mean, in my heart? I'm telling you, I didn't kill anyone. I could never harm my family. My attorneys will prove that. That's what the legal system is for, isn't it? I'm not going to be convicted of something I didn't do. Then it did happen. The conviction, I mean. The jury took only three hours to come back with a verdict. How could I blame the rest of the world for thinking me a monster when the jury proclaimed it? That was what made Jennifer all the more important, even alluring, In her eyes, I was the honest and innocent person I, alone, knew myself to be. Jennifer was so remarkable that when she visited me, even the dreariness of the prison did not dim her cheer and light humor. Even the people who warned her with their pop psychology expertise that if I'd killed one wife, I'd try to kill another if I ever had the chance. Even they couldn't change the way she felt about me. Some people said that my relationship with Jennifer proved even further that I had never loved Caroline and that I must have killed her. All wrong. In fact, my desire for Jennifer came from the opposite place. Jennifer was the only one left who still believed I had loved Caroline and hadn't slaughtered her. It was because of my love of Caroline and the desire to keep that sacred that I now could dedicate my life to Jennifer. I would often spend hours in my cell attempting to express my feelings about Jennifer to Mr. Brackett. My bitch left me second I was busted, Brackett said from the top bunk. I had requested the top initially, but he said he would shiv me in my sleep if I tried to take it, and we had gotten along since. Dirty hooch said I should shove my rehabilitation up my ass and twist. Didn't even give you a chance. What chance? A chance to show your innocence, Paul. Innocence? Paul chortled and coughed as though he had swallowed wrong. I think your new wife likes you being locked up in here. What do you mean? Danger, man. That's what dirty bitches want. Till it burns them, man. I saw that look in your gal's eyes at your crappy little wedding. Yeah, bro, I'm as innocent as you are. He would not change his opinion on Jennifer, and I reminded myself how hard Mr. Brackett's circumstances had been in life. He couldn't understand. Jennifer wanted only what I wanted, my freedom, and a reversal of a wrong decision made by a depraved justice system out for blood. It will happen, Jennifer would say. The Lord will see to it, sweets. 
The Lord will see to all of it from here, because our love for each other is his beacon. You know, I said, slipping into one of my gloomier moods, the rate of divorce for a married couple where one spouse is incarcerated for a year or longer is 85%. Not us. Not me. I'm different, honey. So are you. Rescuetheinnocent.com. Look it up. This was the webpage Jennifer built for me to encourage support for reopening my case. She had taught herself how to design and implement code on the internet. Just for me. The results were instantaneous. Emails poured in asking about my case and the travesties perpetrated by the overzealous district attorney looking for a big score. There were new investigative articles revisiting the evidence for the first time since my conviction, stirring up more interest and thousands of hits on the site and donations for our...